This is Loudspeaker. Welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, I spend time with Dr. Jason Coe, endodontist and creator of The Happier Dentist, a podcast dedicated to unlock hidden wisdom and insights on what it takes to become a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled dentist in areas of work, play, and in life. Come learn about Jason's vision to bring it all together by providing environments to give back and learn ways to prevent burnout, protect your energy, and live a more rewarding and happier life. All right, so Jason, my dear friend, Dr. Jason Co is with us, and it's really cool because I've gotten to know you through Clubhouse. Um, you've been a great supporter of our room and our community, even helped us raise funds for the Glowgetter Foundation and some scholarships. Um, and then to find out that you live right here in Colorado was kind of cool um, because mm -hmm. then we had sort of a community um, get together and I got to meet you in person and your beautiful wife. And it was really kind of a neat um, extension of the connection that we've made on Clubhouse. And so Welcome to the show. So glad that you have some time to spend with me today to talk a little bit more about you, what you're working on. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for having me on. I'm honored to be a guest and really so excited to have you like be in the same neighborhood and to be able to meet in person, put a face to a name and a voice and everything else that we all kind of see and hear on Clubhouse. It's been really great. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, really cool. All right. So um, let's get my listeners introduced to you. So tell me a little bit more about your story and who you are. Well, uh, you know, I guess I could start with what I do for a living. I'm an endodontist, so I'm a dentist who specializes in root canals, and that typically means that I'm serving a lot of patients who have a lot of anxiety and fear around a certain type of treatment. And so recently I've been getting into more of the, the human side of dentistry where, you know, we're teaching mindfulness and we're teaching empathy and we're teaching, you know, compassion and that type of thing because sometimes it's not really taught in dental school. And sometimes it's not an innate nature in some of us, right? So um, I think that a lot of patients um, get bad treatment or they maybe have, they just have a bad experience overall. And, uh, and then the doctors eventually will experience some level of burnout. And, you know, it's kind of this vicious cycle because this one nice patient, they go to a doctor who's already experiencing burnout, they get a bad experience, and then they're fearful and anxious to the next appointment. And then that nice doctor who's coming out of school, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, eventually starts to become a little bit more jaded and a little bit more burned out over time because of those kinds of patients. And it's just a vicious cycle. And it's something that I've noticed throughout my journey as a dentist. I've been practicing for about 11 years now, but only about six as an endodontist. And it's just something that I've seen a little bit more uh, frequently is that we're seeing um, a lot of patients who are super stressed out. And, um, you know, when 
they don't really necessarily want to go to the dentist to get a, a root canal. That that term alone usually causes a little bit of um, fear and anxiety. And um, what I'm trying to do is find ways of helping both the patient and the doctor and really overall the field of dentistry to provide better experiences. And so I started a podcast and, um, you know, we're trying to teach a little bit more like health and wellness because I think that, you know, as healers, as doctors, we typically pour so much out of our own cup that we we don't, we, I would just say we rarely pour into our own selves. And, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and, and that's, it's not sustainable after some time. And so the podcast really helps to, um, basically be a reminder like, Hey, you know, got to take care of yourself. You know, you got to eat right. You've got to exercise well. Um, you got to practice mindfulness and, and a lot of the things that I've, I guess the, the, a lot of the guests that I have on my show are really big into yoga and meditation and just eating well and breath work and those kinds of things. And I find it to be very fascinating that this kind of stuff has been around for generations. It's been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years and just been passed down the line. But sometimes, you know, and, and I think uh, kind of a new trend this year is like a lot of the old is new again. And I think that's that rings true. There's all this ancient knowledge and wisdom that we do know about, but we just don't realize how important it is for us. And so I'd like to have guests who talk about yoga and mindfulness, and meditation, sleeping, breath work, those kinds of things. And I think if we can become um, a more whole person through these kinds of practices, then we can be a better doctor and be a better servant to our patients. And so that's kind of what I've been getting into this year. It's been on my mind for a while, just observing. Um, even um, as a student, I've always talked to my classmates and, you know, you kind of see their journey, see what they're going through in their lives. Um, sometimes it's their aging parents and sometimes, you know, we become parents along that journey. And so it's a lot of stress. And, um, you know, when we get out of dental school, of course, we're not learning how to take care of sleep and rest and all these, all these different things. Um, but we get out and life becomes super busy and there's all kinds of things being thrown at us. And so, um, you know, we're, we're kind of doing those same habits that we started with, which is not sleeping, not eating well, and really just trying to take on too much too fast. And, um, that can lead to burnout. So that's what I'm really trying to help with because a lot of these people are my friends and my family and people that I care about. And so um, I find that um, helping them through the podcast is really rewarding for me. I, I'm really enjoying it. You know what's interesting as as I'm listening to you as well. Um, you know we're both Asian, so for those of you who are listening um, <laughs> by audio, um, what's interesting is like I just feel like we and I might just be making an assumption. So I'll change it to I just feel like I may have been in kind of an environment where it was. It wasn't really rushed, but it was constantly like, you have to be working. You have to be doing this. You have to be doing da 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 you know, A, B, C, D. And when you're done, then you've got another row, right? And so what you're mm -hmm. teaching really is for people to slow down and be a little mm -hmm. bit more mindful of what they're doing, right? And do you feel yeah. that, um, did you, number one, did you have an upbringing like that, that, that was very much fast paced or, you know, you're always chasing something, right? Um, and mm -hmm. it, do you think that that is what is playing into maybe this now um, passion that you have to teach people to slow down and take care of themselves? Yeah, I, um, you know, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I believe it is, <clears throat> excuse me, but you know, it, they always say that you do what you kind of observe what your parents do and you do what they, um, what they do and not necessarily what they say. And, you know, my mom has this 
reputation. She she was a professor, tenured professor at the dental school as well. And so, you know, like they just know when she's coming by because of the way she walks and it's a very, very fast paced walk. And that's kind of like the way, the way I was raised. I think, you know, them coming from a different country and, and just kind of having this attitude that we have to work hard all the time and, and just be diligent workers and that type of thing. I observed that. And I think I became that person too. And, you know, my father was a, a very hardworking person, you know, never stopped, never, never rested. And my mom was the same way. And so I think I, I got a little bit of that. And I think because of that, I created this, you know, this environment of burnout in, in myself. And I think you do have to go through that to some degree to understand like, wow, I really do need to slow down. I really do need to stop and rest and I need to eat better and I need to play more too. Um, and you know, one of my guests talks about, um, her yoga retreat where the, the theme is rest and play. And I think that, you know, in dental school, there's, there's plenty of play. I mean, there's study hard and there's play hard, but there's not a lot of resting. And when we get out, there's neither because, you know, sometimes we have kids, two, three kids. We have our aging parents. We've got an active lifestyle that we want to live. And I fell into that trap, like getting out of school. I wanted to continue to be like an active person. I didn't get to do that while I was in dental school, studying all the time. And so we would do, you know, traveling, we'd go out and do active things, but what we're always neglecting is the rest. And I think at that, at a certain point, like, you know, you know, you're young, you're, you're able to do that. You're able to bounce back and it's not a problem, but there is going to be a certain point where it's just not going to be as easy anymore. And then you start to realize, okay, I do need to like rethink some things, maybe to change some habits. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think from the very beginning, I've always been the same way. And recently I've been realizing I do need to like prioritize rests and slowing down, um, you know, th through breath work or through yoga, through meditation, practicing mindfulness. Um, those kinds of things were completely foreign to me. I had no idea what that concept was until, Actually, I got injured. Um, I was practicing dentistry for a few years at that time, and um, I got injured. And I finally read a book on my on my table that had been sitting there for years, and it really kind of introduced me to business and entrepreneurship, and you know, leadership and communication and those kinds of principles. And then it just kind of leads you down this path, like to to you know, thinking about other things. That as someone who's studying science all the time, don't we, we don't necessarily um, get that information all the time? So yeah, definitely, I think. Growing up, that's just kind of how, you know, we just kind of observe what our parents do. And I think, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean have to do with uh, like an Asian upbringing, but I think that is a common thread that um, from all the Asian um, colleagues that I have, definitely that's, <laughs> they're all the same. So there must be something to it. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the book that you read that kind of um, taught you about business and entrepreneurship? Yeah, you know, and it it wasn't necessarily a personal development or self-help kind of book, but it was The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And Tim Ferriss is all about doing things efficiently, you know, thinking about how to maximize things. And in that book, he talks about really leveraging time and, you know, money and, you know, even geographic locations. And so that was like, it just opened up my eyes to like, wow, there's a whole new world to people like Tim Ferriss and books like the four hour work week and those kinds of principles. And, you know, then I found people like Jim Rohn and, you know, Jim Rohn has a ton of great quotes that I live by. I try to live by at least. And it's just like, wow, you know, why couldn't I have found out about this world a long time ago? Um, but you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I found it at some point, even though, you know, we might think, uh, it could have happened 20 years ago, but as long as you find it, you pick it up, you read it, you start implementing it. That's all that matters. 
<laughs> so you talk about this concept of rest and mm-hmm. instead of just applying it to yourself, what made you feel or have that passion or that urge to take it a little bit further than just, hey, I need to work on myself and get me to be able to rest and repair my body and my mind, right? But what you're growing with the Happier Dentist and with some of the other things that um, we'll kind of get into as well, um, was there um, something that inspired you to take it a little bit bigger to get to a little bit bigger now, but a lot bigger in the future uh, for other people to benefit from what you're learning as well? So what was there a role model? role model? Was there Mm. something that inspired you to take this bigger than just yourself? Because a lot of people can just say, well, I'm going to work on me and that's it. Right. Mm. But you're taking it larger by doing something like a podcast and broadcasting what you're learning as well as some of the other things that we'll talk about. So what made you feel that it was important enough to take bigger than just yourself? That's a great question. I never really thought of it that way. When I started on this path of, um, Okay, I think I should take it back to my parents because, and, and you know, my dad was always the kind of person that would just want me to, he, he'd want to prevent me from having any kind of sorrow, any kind of, you know, um, pain in my life, you know, any kind of trouble, those kinds of things. He, he was always the type of person that would always try to warn me about stuff and, you know, prevent um, suffering, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I know that me personally, I, I did feel some degree of that. I think we all have. Um, We feel burned out because we're mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually drained. And I know that I'm the kind of, I'm the, I'm a curious person. So, you know, when I see these kinds of things happening in my own circle of friends and my family, you know, I kind of wonder why that is. And, um, and I, I feel like when I'm listening to these stories, uh, going back to my, like personally, like how, some of these things have helped me. I know that this is this is great information that should be shared. And sometimes people don't want to ask for it. Sometimes they're maybe they're embarrassed or maybe there is a little bit of ego or they're a little bit scared to, you know, to kind of bring that to people's attention. And so I think with the podcast is it's great because they get to listen in. They don't have to necessarily ask me. They can just listen in on an episode. They see a title and they're like, wow, that think, I think that could be useful or helpful. Um, they can kind of dig into it without, without even having to ask me, without feeling like they might be embarrassed or, or something like that. I think maybe that's the reason why. Um, but I do feel like, you know, I, I've spoken to so many people and I see it online and I see it on the forums. I, I hear it on Clubhouse. I mean, and people are having a tough time dealing with the stress and burnout um, that we, we overall, you know, as, as an industry is a very high percentage, um, unless you're finding a balance, unless you're finding some kind of hobby or some kind of side hustle or something to keep a balance that you're, cause the ones that I see that are just all about teeth and all about dentistry and living that life, um, they tend to not, you know, last in the field as long as somebody who might be a yoga teacher on the side, or they've got a little boba tea shop or something like that. Just something to kind of mix it up a little bit, find a balance. Um, sometimes it's just traveling. Um, but we all need to find something to do in order to, to kind of keep that going. And what I, you know, what I like to kind of teach in the podcast is that, uh, and this is what I'm trying to do and live by example, because, you know, this stuff is new to me, but 
we're, we're learning, right? We, and sometimes we feel like imposter syndrome. Sometimes we feel like, why should I be doing this? I should be staying in my own lane. I spent the last 10 years studying dentistry, $500,000 getting my student loan debts to get, you know, this and that. My parents are going to get mad at me if I do something, you know, if I step outside of that, you know, they're going to think I'm crazy. But I think ultimately, and this may be an unpopular uh, sentiment, but I think we should really work in our prime as dentists. That might be 10, 15 years and then start to get out of it. And when you're in your 40s and your 50s and your 60s and your body's hurting and it's not able to bounce back as quickly, then we really need to start picking up a side hustle, something that we can really be passionate about, something that's not dentistry. It could be dentistry and like, you know, that's what the podcast for me is. And, you know, I'm still doing dentistry, but I'm not doing dentistry. I'm not sitting chair side. I'm not hurting my, my shoulders, my neck, my back, my hearing, all that kind of stuff that eventually starts to break down and doesn't back. Um, bounce back as easily. Something else is starting to pick up a little bit. And for me, that's the podcast. You know, I'd like to do a mission trip, a retreat, a course, you know, whatever that might look like. We're still doing dentistry, but we're serving it in a different way. And that doesn't mean that you have to do it um, in, in that way. It could just be teaching yoga. It could be a restaurant. It could be a garden. It could be something else. But as your body is declining and as you're like, your priorities are going to change. Like your, your kids are going to get older and you're going to want to go to their games and you want to do things like, like that. You know, you want to travel around a little bit. You want to see more of the world. I think the pandemic has shown that life is so short and that life is very precious. And the time that we spend with one another is uncertain sometimes. And so we really want to maximize those moments as best as we can. And sometimes we don't want to be sitting down at an office bent over um, with a rude patient and, you know, something like that where we could be doing something else. And if we're in our 40s and 50s and our prime is starting to like decline a little bit. But the other thing that we have going on in our life is starting to get better, starting to grow, starting to snowball into something bigger and something that I may eventually be able to supplement your income or replace it at some point as a dentist um, so that you can take a step back from it and then focus on the things that you have a little bit more priority for such as family. Um, I think that would be, that would be amazing. And so, um, you know, I really enjoy talking with people and I think, um, the podcasting thing is super fun for me. I get to meet so many interesting people and, and I really love that, but it's not for everybody. And so whatever that is for you, I really want to kind of teach that, like, go do that, try it out and, um, experiment a little bit, you know, cause it does take some time to find what that is for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's just a question. Sorry if I rambled on a bit. <laughs> No, not at all. And I think what's interesting is even though you said um, that it, it it's dentistry for you, I feel like you're talking to the population more as a whole, right? And you can fill in the blank with whatever it is, whatever that X is, right. you know, right. that, you know, work at X during your prime, but start thinking of things that you can have as a side hustle. Or, you know, my good friend Sherry Matthews talks about spokes as a wheel, on a wheel, that you should have at least seven um, streams of income, right, going. Mm, yeah. um, but so that way when that prime does roll off, and especially for dentists, I'm thinking of audiology, and I filled in the blank in my own head while you were talking. For you, there is a lot more physical uh, types of stress, right, on your neck, shoulders, like you said, the hearing. For me, not as much much um, as an audiologist, but still you can fill in the blank and you can fill in the blank on the, that as well. And what is, is the stress triggers, or it could be mental, right? Mentally mm. or emotionally, um, just things like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be it. You can fill in the blanks and still 
totally be on the same page that of what you're talking about. So I think that's really interesting because I think that's a great concept. And I think the world should operate a little bit more like that as well, just as a whole, to really start thinking about other things that would be a lot less stressful as you get into those years. And that's, again, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people even look at me and think, what is she doing? Why is she doing so many things? It's because, number one, I have an interest and I'm probably in my prime right now. I'm getting to the point where I'm a little over my prime <laughs> on certain things. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I want to, you totally spoke my language. I I would, I want to do these things right now so that I can relax in the future and I can travel and I can see my kids, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I totally understand where you're coming from. I think that it's really, really great. It really explains why it's so important, you know, with the question that I asked you as far as why not just do it for you? Why do you need to um, make sure that that everybody can understand this and live happier, right? And so I think mm-hmm. with the happier dentist, there's much more that I think that you're going to walk into, like you had mentioned, um, uh, because it's going to expand more be- beyond just dentistry as well. I think there's a lot of people that can relate to what you just talked about. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, going back to your podcast, you had mentioned a few of your guests. How do you find them? And what are some topics or guests you might be looking for for your podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for asking about that. A lot of the guests that I have found are, uh, you know, especially in this age online, Facebook forums, you know, asking questions, just networking and that kind of thing. I found quite a few through Clubhouse and I kind of mentioned that on the podcast too. It's like, you know, I found this guest on Clubhouse and it's really easy because you can just do a search and then you can, you know, just type in what you're looking for. So for me, I found a sleep expert that was a pediatric sleep expert. I found somebody that was, um, you know, somebody who does, who practices yoga and there's different types of yoga. And in this one case, you know, she really helps kind of um, her name's Josie the video, just kind of slow down a little bit. And so you're doing more like stretching and that kind of thing. But there's another type of yoga that's more breathing. And so, and we have, um, breathing experts, we've got somebody who does philanthropy. So they, they, um, they're trip leaders for mission trips that travel around the world and they do some really amazing things over there. Um, so, you know, most of them are definitely, I would say through clubhouse and I haven't been on Clubhouse says often, I would say a little bit less active because things have been quite busy, but yeah, definitely online through word of mouth. Um, I found quite a few just from recommendations with others after having them on as a guest and, and just trying to like start conversations and seeing if there's an alignment there. And, um, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. I think there's so much to talk about. Um, I'd like to have, you know, people who are like chiropractors and physical therapists and audiologists like you, you know, like, because dentists, you know, we all have our own occupational hazards. Like you have some, we have some, they're all very specific to our own bodies and and how we, you know, do our work. And, um, and so, you know, for us, we have hearing loss, we have tinnitus, we have, um, shoulder pains and back and neck and wrists and all those kinds of things. Um, I'd like to bring on guests who talk about grief, you know, cause you know, especially during this period of time as a clinician, as a healer, we can notice certain behaviors and patterns in patients in our team or, you know, in ourselves. And, you know, if we've, if we've gone through some level of suffering ourselves, how do we deal with that? How do we, you know, sometimes we're the earner in our family. We're the only earner in our family. 
We might be a single parent, and then yet we we have some loss in our family or something that's going to cause a little bit of grief. How do we handle that? How do we lead our team and not have it rub off on them? How do we not take it home? You know, we have family and marriage experts who come and talk um, about those kinds of things too. So we, you know, I try to really try to bring like um, a spectrum of experts and and those kinds of people who can help a dentist through the challenges that we deal with as as a uh, a doctor as a physician as a healer as a clinician and um and then I like to talk to other dentists or other physicians and other um doctors who have really created that own sense of balance for themselves too so they can kind of share their secrets with others so that we can maybe just get a little inspiration let let us know what's a possibility um because sometimes we Sometimes we put ourselves in a box and we don't understand like there is another way of thinking about stuff or another way of approaching things because of our upbringing or because of our culture or because, um, you know, just just the way we are, the way we're wired and what the way we think we're wired. But a lot of that is something that takes a little bit of, you know, you notice it and you find that there's something that can be tweaked or fixed um, just by talking to somebody, just getting a different perspective. And so like that's, I really want to try to find guests who can bring about a different perspective, something that's um, maybe a little bit woo-woo to you right now. But, you know, after really thinking about it, hearing about it, seeing the stories, seeing the transformations, then it might change us as a person. It might kind of start that progress. For me, it was that book, right? And it could be anything. It could be, you know, we didn't, uh, at least I wasn't really aware of podcasts at that time. We didn't have Netflix that talked about these kinds of things. There was no YouTube about these things. You know, it wasn't popping up on our ads, our feed, you know, our Instagram feed, like every five seconds. Um, and so sometimes if it's just a podcast, just listening to something, getting a weird idea, something that's a little esoteric, but it plants the seed. And then you kind of see this pattern like, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. I've heard that before. That seems to work for that person. That seems to work for that person. Maybe it can work for me. And so those are the kinds of guests that I like to bring on something, someone who can bring a different perspective. That's awesome. So a lot of people, um, if you're resonating with uh, what Dr. Jason Coe is talking about, then please reach out. We'll have his contact information in the show notes. If you're thinking, oh my gosh, I can totally, I would love to be on his show and talk about different things with him. I did hear physical therapists, chiropractors, um, and then people that are dealing with grief as well. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really interesting if you feel like you want to talk to him, you know, about some of the things that he is covering, then please, please, please reach out and we'll definitely have his contact information in our show notes that you can go to as well. So, you know, as we talk about some of the things that you're working on, you had hinted at some retreats and also, you know, a mission trip. And and I know that you're big on philanthropy as well. And I know that you like to travel. So what might be some mm-hmm. upcoming projects or ideas that you're working on? Um, and again, a second part of the question would be if listeners are wanting to be involved in what you're doing, um, do you already sort of know what kinds of things you would need to move forward and how the, can they get involved with you? So let's talk about your projects or ideas first. Well, again, thank you so much for um, bringing that up. It's in the woodwork now. Like I, I'm just in my planning phases, but it's something that I'm aspiring to do probably at the beginning of next year, perhaps. But there's two things, a mission trip and a retreat. And the mission trip is really... so. I did a, I used to do some travel back in the day when I was just single and I would do some solo travel. And I did like these tours that really kind of brought about a different sense of travel. Like you would go and you do like very cultural things and you would kind of, you know, get immersed into the local communities and you would travel 
by ferry or by motorcycle or by bus. Sometimes I would live on a boat for a couple of days or a week. And it just, it was really amazing to see the world in that way instead of just taking a plane, going somewhere, staying in a hotel, walking around a little bit, those kinds of things. It's great, it's cool. But this way, I just felt a little bit more connected. And I know mission trips can also be very tiring. Um, you know, sometimes you need a vacation just from the mission trip. And so you'll, you know, you'll travel 8, 10, 12 hours to get somewhere. And then you're not even sleeping on a comfortable bed. You might be in a camping scenario. It might be very kind of rough situations. There are, there are some nice ones where you're in five-star resorts. But they're not always like that. And then it's a very tough place to, to be and work in. You know, you're not in a in a cush office in the United States where you've got air conditioning. You've got a beautiful office environment and chair. You've got coffee machines here. You know, those kinds of things. You don't have that kind of thing on a mission. And so the way I envision a mission trip is a little bit of both, where we get to see the countryside, we get to meet the people, the locals, we get to teach them a little bit about the ecology, why it's important to maintain this environment, you know, why it's important to clean and, and recycle and those kinds of things, how to have commerce with one another that's, that, that's healthy and sustainable, um, those kinds of things that we can use kind of the local things in the area that, that we have access to, where we can create the commerce or create food, you know, those kinds of things. I really want to kind of bring those kinds of things about, clean up the uh, the local area and and then when we're able to serve we're able to serve with a full cup and you know maybe we're still not going to be able to sleep on that king size tempurpedic bed but what we can do is you know in between some of those really tough days where we're with with you know um 50 patients a day, 100 patients a day. And then, you know, the next day we're out in the bush and and we're able to kind of look at the local community and, and help out and do cooking classes and, and do, you know, yoga and do meditation. Those kinds of things are really important to kind of like keep it balanced so that it is tough work, but we're also filling our cup by, by exploring a little bit more too. Um, so that's kind of how I envision the mission trip to be. And I think it'll be really fun because not only is it travel, but we're also able to help in, in a meaningful way for a community that's not just three to five days, but we can kind of be planted there for an extended period of time if people can filter in and out bring in supplies, those kinds of things. Um, and then when we leave, no one's in pain. We're not leaving any post-op emergencies, any, anything like that, um, because we can really just make sure that what we have done is is good, it's healthy for everyone, and, and that type of thing. Um, and then the retreat is really just, you know, again, for doctors who are experiencing some level of burnout, and we need to kind of refill our cup. And so we bring in people who are um, sleep experts, and they're, you know, someone who, who's really big on nutrition, and somebody who does some kind of physical exercise. It could be yoga, it could be something else. Um, those kinds of things are important because, you know, then we're able to kind of learn a little bit how, you know, just practical, th practical things, excuse me, that we can take back home, not just what we're doing and experiencing in the retreat in that beautiful environment, but something that we can also take back home. And so that's practical so that we can keep it going because we're only going to be, you know, maybe three or four of those every year. And, um, so it's nice to be able to kind of find a space that is safe for all of us, that we can really kind of connect with one another in a different way and appreciate dentistry. We did a room on, in Clubhouse, you know, like what is the gift that dentistry has given you? Because a lot of times we get out of the field and we feel kind of burned out and bitter about like, ah, oh, you know, if, if I had the chance to go and do things again, I wouldn't be dentistry. And I don't, I, you know, I, I think that sucks for anyone to, to come out of their career choice feeling bitter like that. And so if we can just kind of, you know, reconnect our feeling, our relationship with dentistry, sometimes it takes a retreat to do that. To, cause again, like 
this isn't always top of mind for people. Like I never thought about doing meditation or yoga or eating right or, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Like I just, I was never raised that way. Um, but if we can introduce these kinds of things to people and for the ones who have already, they already know about it, you know, we're just kind of keeping that going. And, um, and I think that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful way for us to really reconnect with dentistry. Um, we can always, we have, I'm sure there's going to be great stories fireside about, you know, what we're dealing with. And, and then we can always talk about ways of making things better for us too. And so that's really kind of, um, how I hope to do that. <laughs> if anyone wants to help me like organize, you know, I was talking with somebody about just the politics involved and there was, there was quite a bit involved in that and, you know, logistics about, you know, sometimes it's easier to just ship it over there or, you know, kind of collect it over there and then travel there with as little on hand as possible. Because if you're, if you're traveling with sharps, medication, drugs, whether they're medical grade or not, you know, that can be, um, kind of tricky. And so, you know, we were just talking about logistics. If, if anyone has any experience, my second guest, Dr. Peter Vanasek with Global Dental Relief, um, he, he was, you know, just offering up a lot of help. He was saying that he's happy to help organize trips and things like that. He was, that was a great interview too. I, I really loved that one just by, because, like the intention of going into that trip was just, I don't know, it was just beautiful. Um, so if anyone is interested in not only helping to organize and run, but to be a part of it and to, to do it with us, we would love to, um, to chat and connect with you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You. No, I think that's wonderful. I was wondering whether you had started at least the talks or the, or kind of gathered together a core group of people that could help plan or really talk through, like you said, the logistics. I think that's going to be the biggest thing because I know that there's a lot of groups that do it, but, um, you know, figuring that out in, in the travel as well as the contacts on the ground there to get what you need to get done. In addition to, um, being respectful of the culture and making sure that you are, um, teaching and educating as well to maybe even have people on the ground that could do your follow-ups for you as your team moves on to maybe the next, uh, place wherever yeah. you guys had, you know, that would be really good. But I think that having some people, um, that are interested in mission work, um, and even to, it sounds like even to be part of the actual retreat to teach things like yoga or taking better care of yourself or who could be interested in the country's um, ecology to do some research and do some education yeah. as well would be someone that could be super helpful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And I, I even had like um, teachers, you know, their middle school teachers who um, volunteered to just say, hey, you know, we'll teach English and we'll teach arts and crafts and we'll teach those kinds of things to kind of, you know, spread a little bit of joy for the kids. And I think it's nice for them to understand just the basics about English and how to converse with, converse with somebody, um, make them feel a little bit less anxious to meet a stranger and talk with them and those kinds of things. I think that'd be great too. Mm -hmm. So anybody, it doesn't have to be dentistry. That's a good one too. Aha, we know somebody, Catherine, um, uh, teaches communication and connection, right? Yeah. Hmm. That's right. That'd be interesting. All right. So, um, you know, are there any stories or any experiences that may have touched your heart and is the reason behind this passion to give back this way? Hmm. Well, um, you know, so there's three things that I, with the Happier Dentist, brand, I guess you can call it. There's three things that I really want to do. And for me, 
most recently, my father passed away from uh, a very severe type of cancer called car um, cholangiocarcinoma. It's a bile duct cancer. It's very aggressive and it's a very uh, painful form of cancer. And so one of the things that I really wanted to do with, so, I mean, I can kind of like talk about, <clears throat> there's a lot of projects that are underneath the Happier Dentist umbrella, but most all of it are, are really geared towards philanthropy and like providing funds for something. So cholangiocarcinoma, because there's not a lot of research available, there's not a lot of treatment modalities for it. Um, and so, you know, I feel like my dad wasn't able to get good care because there just wasn't a lot out there. So it's either in the form of trying to fund research or find different ways or find a better um, treatment modality or helping the families who are also suffering through the same kind of thing because I know that we suffered quite a bit through that. And it was a very difficult thing to to um, to witness, and especially when there's not a lot of support. So um, one of the things would be for that. And the second thing would be the mission trip because I think that giving back is, is really powerful. I think that it not only is it something that creates this really beautiful environment. It's a lot of perspective that we're going to experience. We're helping a lot of people. And it's something that gives us a lot of gratitude, which makes us happy at the end of the day when we can give back and we give our time, we give back this tangible um, skill that is so needed in many parts of the country and the world. Um, I, I think that really fulfills us in, in a lot of ways. And and so that's really the kind of the, the genesis uh, of all of that stuff there. And then the third component is really just like, philanthropy in the way that we're, we're, we're educating about, um, sustainability because I think that the planet is really being abused and there's a lot of people who are trying to help and there's a lot of people who don't care. And so that third channel of funds would, would ideally be something for the earth. Um, so those are the three forms of philanthropy that I'm hoping to achieve with this, um, happier dentist brand and, and all the projects that I'm doing. And so all the things that we work on, try to have those kinds of things in alignment. Not necessarily, it's, it's not always going to have the cholangiocarcinoma um, thing in there. My mom set up a, a, a fund through the dental school in Houston in my father's name. And I'd like for, you know, I'd like to be able to play a role in some way for the families out there who are also going through something similar. And, um, and then, you know, the rest is just through dentistry type stuff. And, you know, to me, I think um, giving back has just... I don't know. It's always just in my heart. <laughs> I don't know. There's not necessarily like a specific story, but it's just something that kind of tugs at my own heart. And I just, I know that, um, if I could do anything, um, and if I could help in some way, then that would make me feel um, very happy. So that's, that's kind of the goal with that. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, one of the last questions that I do uh, ask, and did we cover, first of all, did we cover everything that maybe you wanted to cover and introduce about the happier dentist before I ask you my last question? Well, yeah, did that's we miss um, out on anything. So <laughs> this is all new to me. I'm just a single, I mean, not single, I'm married, but I'm like a one person show. And there are a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I'm working on. And, um, I, you know, if anyone is interested in, in coming to join the team to help out in some way, I would love that. I suck with social media. I suck with all these different things, but I have a lot of big plans, <laughs> um, a lot of big goals and it is hard, um, you know, working and, and with all the other things going on. But, um, so there is the podcast, there's, um, a blog that will eventually come 
that's basically taking the podcast long form, breaking it down into other pieces of content there. And then if there's a dentist who's looking for a job, I created something called The Profiler. It's a profiler.happierdentist.com. And it helps people find a job based on what's important for them as a human being. It's not like, yes, I went to this school and I have this much experience and this and that. But it's like how many people, you know, like, okay, for example, um, I like being in a small group of people. Um, or a large group. I'm okay with that. I like working these particular hours. I like listening to this kind of music. I have tattoos and, and I'd like to show them, um, those kinds of things. We're asking those kinds of questions because that's just as important. I've spoken to so many people where music is like at the top of their list of what's important to them. Um, and then, you know, it asks them certain questions where you can kind of get a feel for, you know, like how empathetic that person might be. So if you're someone who's an, a doctor, an owner, and you're looking for somebody that's going to fit your team, your, your kind of like your culture really well, then this may be helpful for you. So it kind of helps both the employer or the employee, however you want to look at that. And so there's those, those kinds of things, it's all free. Um, I'd love to hear some feedback too, and this could be used for, you know, audiology or anything else, I think. Um, but I'd love to be able to kind of get some feedback so I can improve it every single day. It's like little things like that. I think we're, you know, the more we can help create a better environment for people to work in or to, you know, to, for an employer to provide for somebody, the happier we can be potentially. And I think that could be really huge. If you are, are somebody that can um, be a guest and, and wants to share some value to dentists out there, I would love to hear from you too. Um, and that's, yeah, that's really, you know, the mission trip and the retreat. Those are really the big projects that I have going on this year. Um, there's a few other things, but I really need to start to focus and just dial in one thing. Um, that's one of my biggest problems because there's so many things on my plate that I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. And I'm so passionate about, about all of them. So, um, <laughs> I need to talk to someone about that too, but yeah, that's really all that I have going on. <laughs> Awesome. I'm glad that you brought the profiler up because we didn't talk about that and I, I had forgotten. Mm -hmm. So for people that are either looking for a job to get them connected or also are they for employers that are looking to hire as well that can use mm -hmm. that? I think, and the one thing that I did love about that is that you're turning it into more of a human um resume, which is what you had talked to me about um, before, is getting to the different types of questions and to be respectful of who everybody is and to be open um, to be able to accept those um, types of questions and those answers to those questions and then getting them connected. So my question is, is it for not only the person who's looking for a job, but then also an employer that is looking to hire that, that they can um, check that profiler out on your page? Yeah, absolutely. So for if you're an employer, populations. Mm -hmm. yeah, you can ask somebody, Hey, like, Hey, if you're interested in working here, here's an application form. And if you could also fill out the happier dentist profiler, turn that in so we can evaluate it and see the kind of person that you are, that kind of thing. And it asks things like, are you open to personality assessments? That way, you know, like if you can take the gallops or the disc or, you know, the, the, Myers-Briggs, whatever that looks like for you, whatever works best for your office and, and your culture and your team, then, and, and if somebody says no, then you might, you might already kind of know that this might not be the right fit for you. Things like that. I don't know. Um, but you know, and I'd love to hear the kind of feedback that you have just to see if it is useful to you. If there's another question that I could be asking, um, I would love to hear that so I can try to improve it on, on it every year or every day. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Okay. So for you, Dr. Jason Co., what is one piece of advice that you can share with my listeners on just making this world a better place? Mm. 
just be kind, you know, just understand that we all are going through something, you know, I've had days where maybe I didn't have a smile on my face and someone could think that I'm just a rude person, but you know, it doesn't always mean that, you know, we're bad people. Sometimes we're sitting in traffic and we we have to meet somebody at the hospital and we're going through a tough day. And so we're in a bit of a rush and we're going to cut somebody off. And there's all kinds of things going on right now that we just don't know the answer to. And I think that we should just first have grace with ourselves, but we also need to have a little bit of grace with others and be a little bit more patient, be kind, because we just don't know what's going on in other people's lives, especially right now. And I think the more we can respect one another in that way and um, just have a little bit of show a little bit of grace in that way, I think we could have a bit a little bit of an easier day, um, not make it that much tougher to deal with. And, and that could just make things go a little bit smoother for everyone at the end of the day. Um, and I think I think that's the biggest thing is just be be more kind both to ourselves and to others. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I think those are wise words. And I think that it's something that everybody can be a little bit more kind, uh, if not a lot more kind. But I think that's mm. great in this time that we're kind of just recuperating and bouncing back and just getting out and um, being in front of people again, that it's very, very wise um, to really keep that at the center of where your heart is and why you're there and why you show up for people. So thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing what you're working on. And hopefully... We'll get some people connected to you and help you go faster and move forward. So thank you so much for your time again. Thank you so much, Natalie. And I just want to say I love what you're doing with this podcast and your show and, and all that, you're, that you stand for. Just knowing you, um, you've, you've improved my life greatly just for the few months that I've known you so far. So thank you so much for all you do. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World, and thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This is Loudspeaker.